1: And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. Dan's already sad, and that's understandable to uh uh-huh. This is our first off-season podcast after Sporting Kansas City were eliminated from the NLS Cup playoffs at the hands of the loons of Minnesota United, and it did not go how we had hoped. So Doesn't matter.
2: Doesn't matter. The year doesn't <laughs> matter. Asterisk and all that, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's that's our story. We're sticking to it. There it is. Uh, I, I'm Jimmy, and he's he's Dan. Dan, uh, outside of of the loss, which we'll talk about, not in in the level of detail that we always talk about games necessarily, but outside of that, how's it going this week?
2: It's going well, man. Got that clean booty, and uh, feeling <laughs> feeling good. <laughs> for, for
1: those of you who are new to the proceedings, or or may not know, uh, yeah. So a few weeks ago, month I did ago, something. Whatever whatever it was, we. We were, somehow we got on the topic of, of bidets and we kind of joked about like, wouldn't it be funny if we got sponsored by a bidet company? And uh, and, and so we, we, we record that episode, we put it out there. And then after we're done recording, I get a text from Dan and he's like, I have an idea. I'm going to do something. <laughs> do that. What, anytime that happens, I'm like, what is, oh no. Uh, but but he went to uh, Hello Tushy, which for those of you who do not know, is probably the most popular like home bidet brand out there right now,
2: yeah, like a like a bidet attachment, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They've basically made bidets very accessible. Which, for those of you who may not know what a bidet is, it's a fountain for your booty. So it's <laughs> an easy way of putting it. <laughs> uh, and and he reached out to them. One thing leads to another, and because of my wonderful co-host, we now have a ten percent off discount for all of you if you would like to buy a Hello Tushy Bidet, all you have to do is go to hello slash no other with no spaces in that, of course, hello slash no other, and you will get an automatically applied 10% off discount. And let me tell you, we both have Tushy Bidets. And yeah. once you get it
2: installed, you will never want
1: to wipe your butt in the traditional way ever again.
2: You don't need to. I mean you're just you're just spreading you're just spreading it around when you do yeah. that. You're not getting you're not just blasting it off. like It's like, it's like towel washing your house and your butt is the house. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's good stuff, man. And I, I was like, you know, other podcasts are sponsored by this. I mean, what the hell, why are we different? I'm going <laughs> to, I'm gonna just reach out and make this happen. Yeah. And, uh, it felt, it felt good. You got yours all hooked up.
1: Got it hooked up. I, the you first hook time it up
2: to, to hot water.
1: No, I don't have the hot water hookup. Oh, you
2: don't have the hot water one. You not... got... yeah. There's a hot water one out there, guys. It's good stuff.
1: It would be it would be nice if I did, but you know, the first time I used a hello tushy bidet, it was actually at my cousin's house over the summer, and that was the first time I'd ever used any bidet, and I, I was a little, I was a little scared, I was a little scared. It's, yeah. it's a it's a vulnerable thing you're opening yourself up to just something shooting up at your butt. <laughs> you
2: know? Literally it's, opening yourself up. Yeah,
1: and I was like, I don't know what to expect, like, and then yeah. and then you know you, you try it and you're like, okay, I can dig this, and then next thing you know, you're like, I don't ever want to use toilet paper ever again
2: because I just want to sit on my bidet. It takes some getting used to. And I tell you what my Christmas shopping is done because I went <laughs> to Hello Tushy and I was like, you get a day, you get up a day," And then I bought a whole bunch of poopery from Costco and I'm going to package it into one poop themed gift for everyone in my family.
1: Well, there you go. It's, you know, so I, I think we tweeted this out. You can go to our Twitter account. It's our pin tweet. You can see it's got the link on there. Hello, tushy.com slash no other. But one of the favorite things that that has happened is I think people kind of thought maybe we were joking around because that's something that sounds like we would joke around about. No, And then we actually did this and people are loving it. Yeah, We'll see if they, they actually buy them. You know, we'll, we'll find out from the company if people actually buy them or not, but like there people are loving this. And and I just want to give a shout one special shout out to Emmanuel Herrera, one of our Twitter followers, because he's basically advertising for us because he quote tweeted our tweet and, and, you know, there's a lot of logic to what Emmanuel says here. And he goes, if, if it were on your hands, surely you'd wash them. Why should it be any different for your tushy? Get behind that no other pot and clean that whoa using their 10% discount. And then put after that, I believe that will be clean.
2: Oh, boy. There you go. <laughs> chant, chant that in the uh, echoes of the stadium. That's good stuff. I believe that will be clean. I oh believe my. that will be clean. Dude, so. I feel fresh. I mean, <laughs> dude, gone are the days of like itchy butt. Okay.
1: Gone are the days of itchy butt
2: walking around because maybe you didn't wipe good enough. You know, maybe you got to go in for a round two. There's no round two. I'm yep. knocking you out in round one.
1: Yep. It's, and it's, it's true. If you, you know, we're, and we're not going to talk about bidets and poop the whole podcast. We're just
2: excited about this. <laughs> I'm but if you're excited, and I don't want to, I don't want to always be like, oh, hey, we're sponsored by Tushy. No. you, know, you please support us and give them money. I just think it's awesome and hilarious. It is.
1: And and honestly, their their company as a brand is hilarious. They're their marketing. You get their
2: emails and stuff. Yeah. Their oh marketing
1: seems hilarious. And so it's, you know, if you need a bidet or if you're feeling like you want to try one out or start it, we would just say, hey, check it out. Go to our Twitter, hello com slash no other. Give it a try. And we hope you like it. And you know, we'll uh we'll mention it here and there, but and it'll be on our Twitter. But yeah, just uh Give, give it a try give it a shout and uh, man, your
2: life will be changed I didn't even I didn't even build up to like a good sponsor like normally you have a couple of little ones here and there maybe you build up to something funny no man I just went all in and I'm like how where do I go from here who could I <laughs> who could we even ask to, to come on board in the future
1: yeah that's pretty I good got nothing now maybe now see we're gonna be the liaison from hello Tushy to now be the new shirt sponsor for sporting KC. that
2: there you go. Oh my god, that'd be nuts. Uh I don't. Also, I don't. it's hello tushy.com slash no other. It's not just Tushy.com because that's straight pornography. Uh, I'm gonna let you know I made that mistake uh the first time.
1: It's an important <laughs> I was like,
2: clarification. Whoa, getting some viruses, gotta get out of here.
1: <laughs> important clarification. Add the hello yep. in the front. Hello. Yep. And uh, hello tushy. It's uh yeah. We're we're not sponsored by the other company, so give me a week <laughs> i don't you, see here's the deal y'all think he's joking but I'll do it no we're gonna let's stick I'm with hello end. let's stick with hello tushy for now and we'll uh <laughs> we'll see what the future holds but oh hell check it out so <laughs> it's uh it's a good deal but uh and before we talk about this game you know y'all know we like uh we like plugging our, our reviews because oh, we yeah. have many, many great people who have left us uh, five-star ratings and reviews. We're up to 180 ratings, which is which wow. is great. Um, but this has been we one got- of our best review weeks. We got a few. We got four new reviews this oh, week, we all got- five stars. So uh, I want to go ahead and read these. You want to take the first one from, uh, from Rizzle Murder?
2: R- oh my God, Rizzle Murder. See, I was going to say <laughs> it's Rizzle Mr. Doctor. Well, oh, it could be like, <laughs> I was like, "This dude is formal as hell, uh, Mister Doctor Rizzle." So here you go, uh, titled "Bubba B Ballers," five stars. Uh, yo, 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 St. Joe native, now living in Colorado, amongst some of the worst MLS soccer fans, and near one of the worst soccer clubs in these. Gosh dang beautiful United States, non-spoiler alert, Colorado Rapids. It's true. You guys are saints for giving me more SKC related content to listen to. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this for the club. We all love to death. Yeah. Well, gosh, dang it. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) He or she says, if you have time, could you speak on how some of the original 10 MLS teams like the Rapids and Revolution have struggled to establish a solid fan base and brand while others like SKC and the Galaxy have absolutely thrived in both aspects? thank you both and much love from colorado dude we're in every state we're all over the place it's pretty cool skc fans from afar i, I love it and uh i love colorado too colorado is a beautiful state good weather legal marijuana fun.
1: stuff. <laughs> it's a beautiful state the colorado rapids are not as much of a beautiful club but uh no that's a good question i do want to talk about that i'm gonna we're not going to answer that question right now. We'll see yeah. if we can get to that question this episode. That feels like really great off-season content.
2: Get yourself uh, a spreadsheet started.
1: <laughs> so I am uh, Rizzle, Mr. Dr. Murder. Um, if, we, <laughs> if we don't answer that question today, we will, I promise you, talk about that at some point in the next few weeks. I will encourage you, if you have not yet listened to the episode, uh, go back and listen to our episode with Chad Reynolds, creative director of Sporting Kansas City. He was around during the rebrand and talks a lot about sort of what SKC did and how they tried to connect with, with the city of Kansas city, even outside of soccer fans. Uh, that's a good start, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. It's a good question. Nice. Uh, next review from Bud Ellis 33. Uh, and he calls it Heh! with four exclamation points, ah,
2: more trolling, Call uh,
1: back. a callback. So this is what Bud Ellis says. I'm an avid listener from Southwest Missouri, and this is my first review on anything. You guys are awesome. Well, thank you, Bud Ellis. We appreciate that. While I may disagree with most of your stances on politics, that to me is the beauty of sports. It brings us all together. It would probably do the world some good if we all listened to the other side from time to time. Keep up the good work. You disagree uh, just,
2: with us on politics? How dare you disagree <laughs> with us on politics? Oh, see, that's what I'm supposed to do, right? No, no, <laughs> Get no, no. all worked up? Oh, okay. no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> so this, I just, I I wanted to read this one and I wanted to say shout out. Thank you to uh, to yeah. Bud Ellis. We appreciate the five-star rating and review. We appreciate the discourse. And I, I agree with you. I think it's totally fine for people to disagree. It's totally fine to have uh, reasonable conversations. I know I got, I got a little feisty uh, a few weeks back when, Someone said they lost respect for us for bringing politics into it. Uh, and and I would say that, like I said before, some of the stuff we talk about is more just human rights and not politics, but we do veer into just straight up politics at times. And, and I, and, and, but Ellis, I'm, I'm happy you're here. Thank you for being an SKC fan. Thank you for being a no other pod fan. You obviously are more than welcome to stick around, even if you disagree with us and uh, we appreciate you and we appreciate your kind words and your review. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, let's, uh, Let's use the power of sports to to bring us together and also try to make the world a better and more equitable
2: place. Wow. Mr. Sunshine in his ass. Jimmy Mack over here. There you oh, That's not what's in there <laughs> if the hell of Tushy has anything to say to it. <laughs> <laughs> Blasted it out of there. Nothing but clean darkness. There you go. Uh hey, check me out. Broski Sabre left us five stars, said best MLS pod. Holy cow. Now you're. You're overdoing it there. That's <laughs> that's crazy sentiment. But it, best pod to listen to for sporting or even MLS content. Only downside is that they don't talk politics enough. Oh, boy. Wish I could hear a bit more <laughs> from the boys about current events. I Don't say that because Jimmy would love to do it. Me, I'm not educated enough to, to really have a conversation. Like Jimmy that's and I might true. go back and forth on something and I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure, sure. That's not true. You're you're a smart. Yes, it guy. is. Ask my wife. I'll shut down and be like, You're right, you're right. <laughs> I
1: do know your wife, Marissa, is very up on current events and uh she has her opinions. So, you know. She's very smart. She is. She's she's often got good opinions in my estimation.
2: So Yep. <laughs> very much so. And uh that- that's great, great review though. Thank you so much. Uh yeah. I don't know if we could talk politics more. we try to have a have a decent balance, you know, but yeah. uh it's in there sometimes this is a jack of all trades pod really
1: yeah you'll you'll go from disney plus to politics to to mostly sporting kc and mls to you want to talk wrestling let's go wwe reference i saw sting (laughs) is apparently wrestling again
2: now so Sting's back baby 61 years old better than ever
1: I well we'll see
2: yeah he's gonna get hurt (laughs)
1: um and then the last review before we dive into the main meat of our episode uh from fusion Val. no other pod review I love this podcast. My college-aged daughter has taught me a lot about soccer since we have been quarantined. We have enjoyed listening to the podcast together, laughing at Dan's antics, taking notes on Jimmy's wise takes, and pausing while my daughter explains what Jimmy means. (laughs) Now, I don't know if that's talking about soccer or other stuff, but, you know, I I think it's All of the above. (laughs) One request. Could you maybe do a short segment on the fan culture of SKC? Explaining the wall of the cauldron, etc. Looking forward to the next victory pod. Maybe you can get Peter on the podcast
2: yo <laughs> dude you uh, know that's my pipe dream yeah. to have peter on yeah well i told you that well i th- I think it'll happen one day i don't know oh when my god. but i what think if he comes on and he's just like oh so you're the you're the jack holes that've been talking all that shit <laughs> i don't know that peter would agree with my political takes either but we'll uh <laughs> i don't think he'd agree with our soccer takes
1: well no that's probably true too our wrestling takes on the other hand that's right um, he's big oh my god <laughs> what
2: if he's like oh huge wrestling fan
1: <laughs> yeah i wouldn't wouldn't be surprised his mentality um well thank you fusion val uh, again i think fan culture of skc um weirdly enough i'd say chad reynolds does a good job actually there too uh, talking about some of that that's that's again something i think we can talk about that actually ties in uh, pretty well with the question from uh, mr dr rizzle about mm-hmm. sort of why skc has thrived when some of the others haven't so we're going to file that one away and and maybe talk we'll about do a painting whole...
2: the wall i mean really only yeah. one fan has ever painted the wall it's crazy
1: who is that fan mr oh, Daniel. me bro
2: totally me <laughs> it was awesome
1: yeah it's uh dan you go back you can find it it's on youtube painting the wall with matt Beasler and that weird goofy magic mirror thing you're holding
2: yeah that weird thing that uh, molly Dreska had me do for social media or some crap that was weird
1: yeah but it's a, that's, that's a fantastic question. So thank you uh, for that review. And for that question, we will definitely, maybe we'll just do sort of like a SKC club history, fan culture roundup this off season at some point.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a hell. We don't have a long one. Not like last year. No, I mean, it's a, we're right into MLS cup time now. And then this off season is going to go by just like that, dude.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We don't have an official start date. I don't think it's early March. I think uh, is what they said.
2: Didn't they release an off-season calendar though?
1: Did they? Like maybe
2: all the dates of trades or whatever, and that maybe draft so, and whatnot.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll take a look and and see. But I, I we can we can work that. We got a couple interviews that we want to do. Uh, we got to get Sean uh, Sean Goodwin on the podcast yeah, because. What?
2: Does he listen to this or he said Or
1: yeah, someone about- tagged because he needs to come on and make fun of Everton and listen to uh, Dan's Beatles impression. He said, so
2: someone, someone, uh, someone ratted me out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll try to get Sean on uh, in the next week or so. Um, and, and then, yeah, I want to talk a little bit more this off season about the, uh, the professional women's soccer scene in Kansas city, which we'll touch on maybe a little bit more later this, this podcast, They're but back, baby. we'll, we'll talk about that too. So, but let's first start. As much as we don't want to, but now first, that we're, we're like what, 20 minutes into this episode, we're finally getting to the game. Well,
2: we're trying to avoid talking about this game because, uh, let me, let me preface this real quick, buddy. We went down three, nothing. I moved the game to my iPad and I turned on, uh, uh, the unicorn on CBS. Wow. Uh, and then after that was like, uh, uh Ms. and Mrs later on or something like that i can't remember what it was yeah but i was just i was like wow this does not deserve the big screen
1: if it's three one point, no.
2: if it's three one it's staying there but three nothing and i was like i can't do it right now
1: yeah it it was not great um we're not gonna go goal by goal I mean, you all no. y'all know what happened um it was the emmanuel reynoso show it was the kevin molino show uh molino i don't know why i just made a molino yeah, i put um, that on there. What are you doing? just made him Brazilian. You made him um, totally Hispanic. It was, so, was crazy. Uh, and it just, sporting, from the moment that first goal happened in, in the 27th minute by Kevin Molino, it just, you could tell the the, the wind came out of the sails. It wasn't for, for lack of opportunity. Sporting Kansas City had opportunity early on. Uh, sporting Kansas City had a higher expected goal mark by the end of the game. And if you look at the expected goals, there was really a 12 minute window when Minnesota had all their opportunities. And wouldn't you know it, that 12 minute window was from the 27th minute to the 39th minute. They got three goals. They capitalized on their chances. Sporting KC didn't. That was the the story of the game.
2: Totally different story. If we, if we do make those shots at the beginning, because it was, we were coming. Yeah. Like we were coming hard. And I was like, Oh my God, we have a chance. And then just nothing, man, just wind out of the sails.
1: Sporting KC, I would say looked the far superior side i would argue for the first 20 minutes of of the game uh the, the John, it was what the second minute where johnny had that that almost a uh, teardrop shot over uh what's i almost said saint cloud again saint claire
2: uh and you
1: know it was cleared off the line and then there was another shot just a few minutes later cleared off the line like th- there was opportunity it just you know sporting kc couldn't couldn't get it done the wind came out of the sails after that first goal they were never able to get it back um you know i don't i don't know it's it's strange uh reynoso was far and away the best player on the field
2: sure which i knew he would
1: be right and it just it was clear that sporting casey's defense and midfield for that matter was, was not up to task and it just that was ultimately the weakness and 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 sort of story of the year for sporting kansas city is uh an, an inconsistent defense yeah and it's gonna be the story man. of the offseason
2: so when people are asking like oh what's the what's the offseason haul for sporting like what do they need to do well i just all you have to say is defense i think and that that sucks to say i mean because there's really not one player made that made mistakes i guess i don't know I didn't see Amadou Dia messing up or anything. He was hustling. Maybe well, he got burnt one or two times.
1: Dia didn't have a great game. Uh-huh. Um, Punchech didn't have a great game. Punchech kind of got run by a couple times by Molino, and, and there was nobody to pick him up. It's just, it, it felt to me lackluster. There was just breakdowns here, and, but, but that's, that's what's so frustrating is like, feels like defensive breakdowns have been the problem this entire season. Like it mm-hmm. hasn't been that sporting KC for 90 minutes is just a terrible defensive team. It's like mental lapse here, mental lapse here, mental lapse there. Suddenly we're down three zero. Yeah. That's what happened. So it's, it's just, it's tough. And, and Peter didn't make any subs at the half. I think maybe that's my biggest complaint about the game. Although you could say, look at a certain point, it's, it's three zero. Even if you have five subs, like what are you going to do?
2: Well, that was tough. I mean, and think about this. Polito doesn't change that game, I don't think. Uh, no. I don't think Matt Beisler or Graham Zussi changed that game if they're healthy. I, it, just, it just felt like we aren't, you know, people were saying it forever. Sporting didn't play anybody. You know, we played all the teams that weren't really that good. Right. And that's how we got first place. And it's right. like, okay, whatever. You had to do what you had to do. We also lost to some bad teams. I mean, it is what it is. Right. But I mean, we're no Seattle, man. And and if we would have won and had to go play Seattle, oh my God. We would have been tattooed. That could have been bad.
1: I mean, spoiler alert, Seattle beat Minnesota in a crazy game in its own right. Did you watch that game?
2: I did not watch it, but I I woke up and kind of skimmed the box score, if you will. But I saw you retweeting things that you were like, Minnesota's really good team and it's like lies jimmy You're a liar (laughs) they are a good
1: team and when i retweeted my own tweet saying how good of it because somebody was like minnesota's a bad team and we lost to them so we're an even worse Mm -hmm. team and it's like well no that's not true minnesota is is a is a solid team and they've made good moves reynoso is a fantastic signing a fantastic player
2: well now there's a stat great kevin molino's great and there's a stat out there which says uh, uh in their last 15 minutes of games they've given up quite a few goals mm-hmm. well you can add three onto that from last night <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it's i mean so what happened was minnesota was up 2-0 on on seattle and it looked like it was the 67th minute and it looked like they were gonna go on to face columbus and mls seattle. it was
2: like 75th minute
1: well so i think that they scored their second goal i want to say in the 67th minute yeah they, oh. so oh, oh. um minnesota scored their second goal in the 67th minute and you're yes. like okay two two lead in the 67th minute and then, yeah, 75th minute, Will Bruin gets one back, and you're like, okay, you know, that's it's a little bit nerve wracking, but just weather the storm for 15 more minutes plus stoppage. And then they decided to leave Raul Rui D has wide open on a set piece in the 89th minute. Don't do that. He puts that away. Suddenly it's 2 2. And then, uh, off of a, an assist from uh, Nicolas Ladero, Gustav Svensson puts one away into the corner of the net uh, in the, the, third minute of stoppage time and suddenly seattle sounders pull off a a miraculous comeback win 3-2 and they're going to face columbus crew in mls cup final
2: Uh, to be a seattle fan can you imagine right now like that that kind of comeback is just outrageous
1: it's yeah no i mean they look seattle we all know is a very good team and i think this kind of goes back to sort of what what you were saying is teams like minnesota and skc this year we played a, a, a different subset of teams than, than Seattle did. And, you know, a lot of the West coast teams are, are pretty decent. Seattle, LAFC, uh, the earthquakes off and on were, were fine. We had to face them. Portland, like, you know, they're, they're playing more legitimate teams that, you know, we're playing Houston and FC Dallas and Colorado, Colorado and Cincinnati and Nashville. And it's like, there's just, we never really got tested so it's
2: um is seattle the new are they the patriots of mls i mean certainly if they beat columbus kind of a dynasty looking thing kind of a kind of the hated you know is a a, you know who's the who's the tom brady that you love to hate on that team you know is it jordan morris or is it damn (laughs) will bruin dude come on
1: i mean but that's the thing is like none of the players themselves are that unlikable to me like ladero like He's a fine guy by all accounts. Jordan Morris catches a lot of heat, especially from from sort of like anti-MLS people or, or U.S. men's national team play uh, fans because he didn't go to Europe, but he's a good guy. Uh, I mean, Rui Diaz maybe can be annoying, but that's just because he's good. Brian Schmetzer, he's he's a nice guy. So I think you can't hate him. I just, I don't know. The fans, it's the Seattle fans. They're the ones you hate. Because Sounders Twitter sucks.
2: Well, it's not like Atlanta Twitter, but uh, it's not know.
1: that bad. But it was Atlanta Twitter before Atlanta Twitter became a thing.
2: True. Now you're on to something.
1: Because they, I mean, Sounders fans were like the precursor to Atlanta, and Atlanta was just like the Sounders fans 2.0. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, there's no, and, and we'll, we'll finish up with SKC Minnesota here in a sec, but at least Thank as God. far as MLS Cup final. I don't know who I can root. Like I don't want Seattle to win another MLS Cup because this will be what their third MLS Cup in four years, five years, whatever it is. But
2: they just won last year, right?
1: They just won last year, and then there was a Seattle versus Toronto. So it's just uh, or uh, Seattle versus Toronto was last year too. But um, they had the three years in a row where it was Seattle. Versus, so this will be their third cup in four years, right? Uh, just with so. the one with the one uh, Toronto victory in the middle there, but. I'm also not a Caleb Porter fan and he coaches the Columbus crew. I don't want him to win an MLS cup.
2: Yeah, no, it's gotta be Seattle really, especially to come back like that. I mean, you gotta, I was rooting for Minnesota. I really was. I thought it'd be a little underdog story and I'm always rooting for the person that takes us out. You know, I'm not vindictive. I'm like, Hey, it looks better if they people who beat us win, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I'm rooting for pro in MLS cup final. How about that? just okay. chaos yeah there you go team chaos so yeah,
2: man sounders won jesus christ hold on now sounders won in 2016 and 2019 right yep
1: Was well, that what it was was it 2016
2: uh but they were there in 2017 and, and now 2020
1: okay i'm looking up the. So this uh, is their
2: fourth mls cup and it'll be their third win in four years if they win jesus
1: it's crazy, man. It's it's just they I mean they are. They're they're a dynasty and it's
2: it used to be the galaxy, know. you know. In Galaxy have been nowhere, you know, six years ago they were decent, you know, nothing now.
1: Yes, this would be their third win in five seasons. I forgot that Atlanta United won an MLS Cup in there because I've tried to that when it was Atlanta versus Portland, I blocked that MLS Cup out of my memory because that was wow. like worst case MLS Cup.
2: I know. Would have been nice to be there.
1: <laughs> So but yeah, I don't know. I mean this is this is this is pretty pretty intense for MLS to have a team as good and as dominant as the Seattle Sounders for the stretch that they have they have been. Well so.
2: you know, back at sporting, what a sad way to go out for these guys. I mean, you know, you just can't throw it away. You can't say, Okay, gotta gotta get the next one, gotta think about the next one. Well, sorry, your next one could potentially be cleaning out your locker, you know, clean out your desk, find a new job. Yeah. I mean, Sucks, man. I wonder, I'm interested to see who moves and, and who's still here.
1: Well, it's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, there's, there are off season deadlines. Like you said, Uh, there's a half day trade window on Sunday, December 13th. The MLS expansion draft is going to be on Tuesday, December 15th. So that's going to be annoying again. Um, At any time now, really we can announce our, our off season sort of roster decisions and and there are some some big ones uh for, for sporting KC here. You know, there's there's a number of players who are out of contract that Sporting KC are gonna have to figure out what to do with, uh, not the least of which is somebody like Matt Beasler. What do you do yeah. with a guy like Matt Beasler who uh, here here are the people who are out of contract? Matt Beasler, Roger Espinosa, Winston Reed, his loan's expiring gerso eric Hurtado, and richard sanchez you could make the case for really if you wanted to every single one of those to say thank you for your service don't come back
2: you could also make the case
1: for just about every single one of them to say yeah we should probably bring them back for at least another year
2: have a little fun now pick one person to keep if everyone's leaving every one of them but you can keep one who do you go with oh
1: man this gerso uh... right this I was gonna say it's probably sacrilegious, but it's it's got to be Jerso. I mean, the yeah. only other one would be Roger because it's just he's so hard to replace in that midfield. But he's also he's getting so up there in age. Like at a certain point, you got to let that one go. Yeah, and Beesler, and you
2: see the youth coming through the midfield right now. Like they are grooming right. the next generation of hopefully SKC midfielders.
1: Right. It's just you know Beesler. We might have seen the last of Matt Beasler in a Sporting KC uniform.
2: Yeah, your boy Sean Goodwin was on uh, Sports Beat KC today talking about that a little bit. Really? He said that last time could have potentially been the last time we saw him in a, in a uniform. I know
1: Beasley probably thinks he's got another year or two in him, but I mean, his salary is close to $800,000. Does Sporting KC want to pay $800,000 for a backup center back who's potentially injury prone in his later years?
2: And will he take a pay cut just to stay home?
1: Not if a team like, I don't know, Nashville would take him or, yeah. or Austin FC.
2: Yeah.
1: Maybe they're like, Hey, we need a veteran center back. We'll, we'll pay you $600,000 a year. Come live in Austin yeah. for a year.
2: They could snap him in the expansion draft, man.
1: So, I mean, that's going to be tough. And then Winston Reed, I don't think he's coming back because his loan expired and he makes like $4 million over in Europe. We're not going to pay him and make him a DP for center back. Right. So, I mean, that's going to be tough. And then there's contract options for 2021 on Johnny Russell, Felipe Gutierrez, Daniel Shalloway, Graham Smith, Eric Dick. So, and then there's 2021, I believe there's also 2021 contract options on Buzio, Hernandez, Amadou Dia, and Juan Cousin. We just also have 2022 contract options on them. But I mean, I think you can say Johnny's coming back. That's a no brainer. Felipe Gutierrez, he's coming back. That's a no brainer, even though he's coming off injury. Buzio's obviously coming back. Felipe Hernandez is obviously coming back. But what do you do with Daniel?
2: Do you bring him back? I don't know. It's scary, man. I mean, he, he could get some serious playing time somewhere else. So yeah. it's interesting. Graham Smith. I
1: mean, maybe you have to bring him back just to, for no other reason, you let Winston Reed and Matt Beisler go. Suddenly you're starting to get thin at center back, even though we probably need to rebuild that position anyway. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Um, and then... Juan Cousin, probably, but he hasn't been playing much. Who knows what's going on there? And then Amadou Dia, what do we do at
2: left back? It's tough. This this sounds crazy, but it's actually going to be, it sounds like the most exciting off season just to see the nuttiness of all these players that are going to be shuffling around. It, this is this is
1: a big one. Um, you know, I mean, one of the questions that we got, you know, Ian Siebert asked and some others have asked too, have we seen of the last? Have we seen the last of Matt Beasley? He says he thinks so, and and you know it's it's very possible. Um, you know, Connor Bateman says, "What are three things Sporting has to do this off that you think would make them better going into next year?" Is Gutierrez worth picking up his 2021 option? Uh, he's a great player when he's healthy, but is it worth paying all that money for someone who's played half the games? I think that's a fair question, but I would pick up his option. I think if you're yeah. confident in his health going forward, then you do it but I mean, I, I, I don't know what, I mean, I can name some, here's the first thing I would do if I were sporting KC this off season, you got to fix the back line. You got to add depth at both. You got to maybe look for starters on both fullbacks and you might have to look for starters at both center back spots too. You might have to have an entirely new back line.
2: Yeah. That's interesting, but it's, it's, you're not wrong.
1: I mean, you got to do that. Uh, You, you have to address, depth in the midfield we need another number six so it doesn't fall only on buzio if ilia can't go and maybe somebody to push ilia for that starting job and you got to find somebody to to fit into that roger spot maybe it's felipe hernandez maybe it's not but but i don't think you can rely on felipe hernandez full-time yet
2: dude we're gonna have some answers by the time we record again like some probably. things could have already happened probably
1: yeah it's we just, could have
2: traded during that half day window, you know, and then the expansion draft on Tuesday. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a
1: lot. I mean, this is, feels like every year people ask this question, like, is this going to be the most important off season in sporting Casey history? But like, this is, this is another one. Yeah.
2: This is, this seems bigger for some reason. I don't know. This seems a lot different.
1: Well, I think part of the reason to me, it seems bigger and different is because, okay, you finally got your your designated player striker. You finally yeah. got Alan Polito. He's going to be like 30, I think.
2: But we've no. always been fine on defense. And now it's like, yeah better fix that.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, you got your, your striker. You got a couple of good wingers in Johnny and Johnny and Kyrie and even Jerso. So I'd maybe try to find another left. That might be a third thing. Find another, some more depth on the left wing. Cause clearly it's not Daniel or they don't think it is. Right. So, okay. You got the attack. You got to add some depth to the midfield, but they're starting quality in the midfield it's that defense now, man, you got to rebuild that defense. You got to take advantage of the window you have with this attack. So yeah. we'll see. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, but who knows what's going to happen. We do have a few questions that I want to talk about. Uh, going back to the the Minnesota game. It's you know, okay. So Andrew McPherson asked, other than a, a steep upgrade in the number six, what are the biggest needs for for Sporting KC this offseason? We kind of touched on that. It's it's the back line, obviously, and a number six. Uh, but but some of the other questions that we have regarding the Minnesota game, uh, Beach McGillisha asked, how much of the blame can be put on Peter Vermees for what happened? So what what do you think there?
2: I mean, realistically, he's Peter's going to say all the blame goes to him. Mm-hmm. Like he'll, any decent coach is going to say that. Um I think he had his team prepared, man. I think they were ready to go. They had more than enough time between games. So I just think it was a just a lapse, man. Just uh, that center back pairing has never been, you know, consistent all season. Yeah. If you can call this a season, it just feels so abbreviated and it's weird very strange and start and stop.
1: Yeah.
2: But uh I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't blame Peter for for any of it
1: i mean i think anytime you're the coach and something as disastrous as that minnesota game happens you're gonna get some of the blame no matter what and and rightfully so but there's also a thing there's also a point at which when players have to take responsibility as well because the coach can't be out there on the field peter's not the one out there you know having mental lapses at center back you could say okay well this has been happening all year so you got to fix it but maybe it's just that punchech is not up to task to be a full-time starter in MLS. And maybe he wasn't supposed to be, maybe it was going to be Winston Reed and Beisler. And then Beisler got hurt and Beisler fell off much faster than Peter thought. I think he takes some of the, the blame, but, you know, beige also said, you know, some of the tactics subs, signings have not been great this year. I agree with the subs. I'll push back a little bit on tactics and signings. You know, Peter, Peter sticks with his four, three, three formation, but he did at some times throughout the year sort of show some flexibility within that and, and playing through different parts of the field and 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 exploiting different weaknesses, and I think the signings actually have been mostly fine. I mean, Palito and Gadi Kinda were two great signings. Uh, it's just the the back line I think deteriorated faster than he expected. So yeah, we'll see. But we'll you know it's like we said it's going to be an important important offseason. And uh, I don't think we're going to see the same sporting KC back line next year that we saw this year. Right. So we'll see there. Uh, Do you have any interest in watching MLS cup now? Like, are you going to watch it? Or is it just going to kind of be a thing?
2: I won't watch it. I'll keep an eye on things, but I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not too keen to check that out, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, by, like you said, by, By this time next week, we'll know who won MLS Cup. We'll have gone through the half-day trade window. Uh, We may have gone through the expansion draft because that's listed to be next Tuesday. We don't know what time yet, but we'll we'll try to record maybe after the expansion draft so we can address if we lost anybody or not. But, yeah, it's just going to be – this is going to be a quick offseason, and we'll, we'll know who Sporting KC did or didn't pick up. Chances are they're probably going to drop that list later this afternoon after we're done recording and we're not going to be able to talk about it because that's usually what happens with our podcast is they drop news after we record.
2: That'll probably happen. That's all right. It is what it is.
1: But hey, we'll we'll do what we can. The last thing I want to talk about this episode is I do want to touch on this uh, NWSL team that's relocating back to Kansas City. For those of you who might not know the history, there was FC Kansas City here. They were a very successful on the field professional women's soccer team, won some championships. And then due to some mismanagement from their, their ownership ended up getting sold and relocated to Utah as part of the Salt Lake organization. And they became the Utah Royals and they had a very successful thing going in Utah. Fans showed up in the thousands. It it was a good deal. Crazy stuff happened with the, the, Real Salt Lake slash Utah Royals owner Del Loy Hansen said some terribly racist stuff. One thing leads to another. There's a new group now of local Kansas City ownership, one of whom is Brittany Matthews, who some of you may know as she's engaged to uh, Patrick Holmes, but she's also a former professional soccer player and collegiate soccer player in her own right. She's part of the ownership group and then a couple from Johnson County is part of this ownership group. They're bringing the NWSL back to Kansas City. We do not yet know what the name of it will be, if it'll be FC Kansas City or if it'll be a new one. They are getting all of the players back and whatnot. But this is an exciting thing, I think, for Kansas City because we're getting a second shot when a lot of people don't think we should at having professional women's soccer.
2: It's scary because no one really supported it. I don't want to say no one, but not a lot supported it when it was here yeah and so it's like well are you going to now and i'm kind of trying to view it as kansas city wizards they didn't have a huge following you know but then the rebrand happened and boom fans are booming dude people are in they're winning championships things are good you got their own stadium so i just i hope this is done right and then i think about the utah royal fans and it just kind of sucks to get it taken away to which i say to them Screw you! We had them first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the, you're right, and that part of the problem with FC Kansas City before was they 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 never had a huge number of attendance or huge attendance numbers when they were here. Now I will say, and this is part of what I want to sort of talk about maybe in a later podcast. There's there's somebody who uh, covers used to cover FC Kansas City, now covers the Utah Royals, and is is coming back to to cover uh, FC Kansas City. before on. for uh the blue testament um i want to her name's cindy lara i i want to maybe reach out to cindy and see if she'll she'll come on the pod and talk some more about what happened but there's a lot of nuance in what happened because the ownership group was so poor and so mismanaged and didn't know or didn't care to market fc kansas city so i think you're right hopefully with a new motivated well-funded local ownership group there's opportunity here there's also a lot of controversy about this team and sporting kc because sporting kc apparently doesn't want them to play at children's mercy park we don't know the reasoning behind that explicitly there's speculation but this is going to be a tough thing for sporting kc to navigate as well so yeah it's 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 going to be interesting but i think you and i were fans of of soccer and we're fans of kansas city we love watching the U.S. women play because they're the best of the two U.S. national teams, and it's not close right now. I'm comfortable saying, and I think you are too. We're going to do whatever we can to try to help support this team as best we can, and 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 make sure that you know they're they're a success. I mean, we're yeah. still.
2: I'm down to go to games. I mean, I'm yeah. down to look at season ticket prices. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, there's rumors they might play at T-Bone Stadium. I, I don't know. Yeah,
1: and and they might get a new stadium at the old Schlitterbahn site. Rob Heineman is apparently involved in that development. Yeah, so that'd be crazy. You know, we're we're still we started as a Sporting KC podcast. We're still going to be a Sporting KC podcast. Sure, but I think you know we try to talk about other stuff too. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do what we can to to Whatever help. Whatever comes to mind. Yeah, we're gonna do what we can to help cover the, the women's Kansas City soccer team. And so even if we're not breaking down the games in the detail that we are SKC because there's just simply not enough time. We'll, we'll we'll do what we can to, to try to make sure that we bring them coverage and, and Mm -hmm. who knows, maybe there'll be two people that are way more qualified than we are that, that will start a a podcast solely about them. And if they don't count on it, (laughs) Oh, sorry. We'll see. Hopefully one, (laughs) you know, there's, there's a lot of cool opportunity here. So I just hope that we as a city embrace this team and support them and, and do what we can to help make them a success. Yes so that's about what i got for this week because i don't really want to talk more about how skc
2: shit the bed against minnesota <laughs> nah dude shake that off i mean that's just it's like a bad bite of food i mean it's yeah. not even uh, it's not even good no it's not but hey off season here's to 2021
1: a better year would you i mean better year you got that vaccine <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I mean, I'm going to take it when it's available. We'll see when I can get it because apparently we've, as in, getting the politics. But our lovely administration declined to purchase more vaccines when they were given the opportunity by Pfizer a few months ago. So now we're huh. not going to have any more from them until at least June of next year. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. great decision making. But we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. It's just it was a weird year for for sporting KC for the world
2: for the world it's weird man my hair's long you, like this is just hair's long this is bizarre you could probably put it in a ponytail it's getting there i'm so, gonna bun the hell out of it i don't know
1: i don't think 2020 can be considered a success for sporting kc especially the way it ended i don't
2: think it's necessarily a failure i think it just kind of was. was It was lame. yeah it's uh it was not it was fun at times
1: and, it and then it times. sucked yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah,
2: but like we, we've been saying dude it, it was inconsistent results and this was just bound to happen so it is mm-hmm. what it is and i and march cannot come quick enough
1: yep hopefully with a healthy team with a healthy Polito, with a healthy felipe healthy felipe Gutierrez, and uh who knows who else we might have new faces yeah, so for sure well anyway i think that's all we got so thank you all so much if you especially if you left a, a review we appreciate them uh, go on Apple podcasts and leave us that five-star rating review or tweet us your review. If you, if you have, uh, I know some of you who don't use Apple podcasts have tweeted us reviews and we appreciate that too. We'll read those as well. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at no other pod at Dan at JC max like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod. Uh, you can shoot us an email, no other pod at gmail.com and make sure you keep your butt clean. Hellotoshi.com/ noother slash no other, but until next time he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Wash your butts, people. You can eat
2: lunch off of it.